Trapcast Express. Trapcast Express, it's Monday, January 24th, 2022. Bet you didn't know it, but today is World Communications Day. And if there's one man who's got something to communicate, you can already guess who it is. That's right, your favorite apostate from Buenos Aires, Jorge Bergoglio, also known by his moniker, Pope Francis. So he released a message today that was over 2,000 words in English on the topic of, ironically, listening. I was scratching my head thinking, how is it that someone can speak so much about listening? You know what would have really impressed me? If, in order to make the point that we all need to spend more time listening, Francis had said, and therefore I'm going to shut up today. Now that would have actually been a powerful statement. Instead, what we got was an insufferable message on the theme of listening with the ear of the heart. And when I say insufferable, I mean insufferable. For example, he spoke about the grammar of communication. He pointed to an openness of heart that makes closeness possible. And he claimed that only amazement enables knowledge. Further, he said that human beings are called to fully become what they are, the image and likeness of God in his capacity to listen, to welcome to give space to others. Now, it would be wrong to think that Francis' Communications Day message only contained piffle. Not at all. In fact, much of what he said was just fine. But as usual, the content of what he said was carefully custom-tailored to a promotion of his ideological agenda. You know, listening for the sake of synodality, migrants, discernment, learning from others, etc. The usual stuff. His own hypocrisy in the matter, of course, doesn't exactly help the credibility of his message. For example, he writes that listening always requires the virtue of patience together with the ability to allow oneself to be surprised by the truth even if only a fragment of truth in the person we are listening to. Yeah, such lofty words. Meanwhile, Cardinals Raymond Burke and Walter Brandmuller are still waiting to get an audience with the Frankster. They've been waiting since 2016, and you know they will be waiting until hell freezes over. And that's because the first thing Francis would have to do in that audience is listen to them. And what they have to say is something he does not want to hear, because it would expose his so-called apostolic exhortation, Amoris Laetitia, for the anti-Catholic fraud that it is. It is therefore rather ironic that in his message for the World Day of Communications today, Francis wrote, quote, It is sad when, even in the church, ideological alignments are formed and listening disappears, leaving sterile opposition in its wake, unquote. What he wants, in fact, is a symphonic church. Like I said, insufferable. 
But hey, in that message today, Bergoglio lowered himself to recall an old, outdated, pre-Vatican II concept, namely that of eternal salvation. Remember that? Yeah, usually he doesn't talk about it, but uh, he doesn't mind bringing it up in this case, because here he can use it to promote his ideology. So for that, he's more than happy to point out the connection between listening and salvation, just as he has no problem reminding you that you will be judged by God on whether you fed the hungry, clothed the naked, and helped the poor. Yeah, so he points to Luke 8.15, where our blessed Lord explains the parable of the sower, saying that it is not enough to hear the word of God, but one must also keep it and bring forth good fruit in patience. That is very true. The problem is with France's glaring double standard. See, what Francis doesn't think is relevant to eternal salvation is such minor things as worshipping the Holy Trinity, adhering to the Catholic faith, or practicing purity in accordance with the Sixth and Ninth Commandments. Remember what he said during an in-flight press conference on September 15, 2021? He said, quote, The Lord is good and will save everyone, unquote. What was the context? Well, he was speaking about those who practice sodomy. See? He wasn't speaking there about good listening or feeding the hungry. Had that been the topic, he would have reminded you of God's judgment at the end of your life. Likewise, Francis doesn't care what religion someone is. Well, at least as long as one is not a real Catholic. In 2019, he signed the Declaration on Human Fraternity, which says that God has willed a diversity and pluralism of religions, just as he willed there to be different colors, races, sexes, and so on. And so it is no surprise that on October 5th, 2021, the fake pope proclaimed at an interreligious education conference at the Vatican, quote, If in the past our differences set us at odds, nowadays we see in them the richness of different ways of coming to God. Unquote. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the false gospel of Vatican II. Although the Second Vatican Council itself doesn't quite say that, you can definitely find the seeds of that in there, which Francis and the post-conciliar Novus Ordo Magisterium have simply developed now into full-blown apostasy. Our blessed Lord told his disciples moments before his ascension into heaven, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be condemned. That's Mark 16, 16. And, of course, the Lord told his apostles at the Last Supper, I am the way and the truth and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. That's John 14, 6. So much for the richness of different ways of coming to God. In other news, yesterday the Novos Ordo Church observed Sunday of the Word of God, a feast introduced by Francis a few years back. Nothing wrong at all with such a celebration, if only it actually were what it claims to be. 
Francis held a special Novus Ordo Mass in St. Peter's Basilica, and boy did he let it rip in the homily. He happily hijacked the occasion and turned what was supposed to be a sermon on the Word of God into a tirade against his favorite enemies, traditionalists. He blasted, quote, the temptation to shut ourselves up in a religiosity reduced to external worship, one that fails to touch and transform our lives. This is idolatry, hidden and refined, but idolatry all the same, unquote. Now, this is typical Bergoglio. Everything is idolatry somehow, but when a wooden statue of a naked pregnant woman is worshipped in front of his face in the Vatican Gardens, he doesn't think there's anything wrong with it. Now, there's a lot that Francis says in that sermon that deserves some commentary, but I think I may just save that for a blog post or perhaps for the next podcast. In this episode, I want to focus on only one particular falsehood he states right at the beginning of his sermon. Talking about the Word of God, he says, quote, The Word is at the center. It reveals God and leads us to man. Unquote. What idiocy! Of course, the Word of God reveals God. That much is clear. But to say that it leads us to man is false and stupid. But that is the Bergolian gospel of man. For him, the ultimate purpose of religion is to make the world a better place. It's about helping other people. And granted, those are good things, but they're not the ultimate purpose of religion, nor are they the reason why God became man and died on the cross for us. It should go without saying that God's word leads us to God, primarily, who created us and for whose sake we exist. Our purpose in this life is to know, love, and serve God here on earth so that we will be happy with him forever in the next life in heaven. In the last analysis, our existence has no other purpose than to attain that final end, to be happy with God forever. And yes, that very much includes love for our neighbor here on earth, helping the poor, feeding the hungry, visiting the sick, consoling the afflicted, and so on. But if these works are to have any value in the sight of God, if they are to benefit us eternally, then all of these things have to be done for the love of God, as a means to God. And that requires the state of sanctifying grace, which is not possible apart from the virtues of faith and hope. Without faith and hope, there can be no supernatural charity. That's why we read in Hebrews 11.6, But without faith, it is impossible to please God. Now, Without faith, there can be works of charity, sure. An atheist can assist an elderly person as much as a Catholic can. But only for the Catholic in the state of sanctifying grace will this avail to eternal life. Remember Mark 9.40. 
For whosoever shall give you to drink a cup of water in my name, because you belong to Christ, amen, I say to you, he shall not lose his reward. And so in this way, these actions, all corporal and spiritual works of mercy, are a means to God, who is the ultimate goal of our existence. That is what a Catholic would preach. Not Francis, of course. No, he turns all that on its head and makes God the means to man. He wants you to be religious only, or primarily, so that you will help other people. He wants you to believe in God only so you won't fail to worry about the unemployed. He wants you to listen to God's word just so you will go out and meet the marginalized. And that's why he doesn't care if the people helping others are atheists or agnostics, Buddhists, Jews, Muslims, Hindus, Protestants, or Catholics. That's why he doesn't care about converting anyone, but only about encounter and dialogue and fraternal relations. Bergoglio's goal is a paradise on earth, just like the communists. Remember what the fake pope said in his message for the 107th World Day of Migrants and Refugees last year. He drew on the image of the New Jerusalem found in the prophet Isaiah and in the book of Revelation, the Apocalypse. Here's what he said, quote, This is the ideal of the New Jerusalem, where all peoples are united in peace and harmony, celebrating the goodness of God and the wonders of creation. To achieve this ideal, however, we must make every effort to break down the walls that separate us and, in acknowledging our profound interconnection, build bridges that foster a culture of encounter." And so you see, he presents the New Jerusalem as a state of ideal natural happiness on earth. What he doesn't tell you is that the New Jerusalem described in Isaiah chapter 60 is a prophecy of the Catholic Church. And the New Jerusalem in chapter 21 of the Apocalypse is an image of the eternal bliss of heaven. Again, think supernatural. God's word has a supernatural end. It leads us to God, not to man. The New Jerusalem isn't about an earthly paradise. The earthly paradise was lost thousands of years ago when Adam and Eve ate of the forbidden fruit. And it's not coming back. In fact, how this world will end is described in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 10. But the day of the Lord shall come as a thief, in which the heavens shall pass away with great violence, and the elements shall be melted with heat, and the earth and the works which are in it shall be burned up. Again, that's 2 Peter 3.10. Strangely enough, ladies and gentlemen, that is the kind of climate change Bergoglio isn't concerned about. Now, at this point, one may ask why Francis preaches a naturalist heaven on earth. Why does this false pope preach an earthly paradise as mankind's goal? The reason is that if the end of man is a happy natural existence on earth, then it really doesn't matter what religion you use to get there. 
as long as it gets you there. And that, in turn, allows for the dissolution of all religions, which is exactly what interreligious dialogue is about. Remember, Catholic prophecy, and I mean Holy Scripture and sacred tradition, I do not mean private revelations. Catholic prophecy tells us that eventually the Antichrist will reign over the entire globe for a short time, uh, three and a half years if I'm not mistaken. The Antichrist will be welcomed by apostate mankind and especially by the Jews who will accept him as their Messiah, just as Jesus Christ, the true Messiah, predicted in John 5:43, where he said, I am come in the name of my Father, and you receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him you will receive. But in order to get to that point, in order to get just about the entire world to accept the Antichrist, all religions must first somehow be dissolved, or at least be relativized and brought under the umbrella of one super-religion, which encompasses all of mankind in some way. And that is where all that fraternity stuff comes in that Francis has been pushing for the last two years. The idea is to unite all men not under the banner of Christ the King, but under the banner of human fraternity, which is ultimately Freemasonry. And that is why Francis continually talks about religious differences as mere confessions and traditions to slowly teach people that all religions are pretty much the same. They believe in the same God who wills all of them, and they ultimately all have the same doctrine of loving and respecting other people and the environment, right? And so we're all moving toward the same goal of that earthly paradise. It's just that we've all been raised in these different faith traditions, which are all, all equally legitimate because they're all just different expressions, right? Different styles of the same thing. Or, as Francis put it, they're different ways of coming to God. That is the ultimate apostasy. And that is very fertile ground for the Antichrist. And now, last but not least, we've got two fun clips for you from Michael Matt's latest episode of The Remnant Underground, released on January 22nd, entitled... UK cancels all COVID mandates, globalist pope exposed. No commentary will be necessary for these two clips, except to say that you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. The lunatics of Davos, they needed the moral authority of the pope to preach their gay, globalist, anti-gospel. That's what they needed. And guess what? Francis was only too eager to hand it right to them. He must be held responsible. I believe he's an infiltrator and he needs to be stopped. He's speaking in the name of us. He's speaking in the name of our church. He's speaking in the name of Christ himself. He is giving the grace of Almighty God to the demons at Davos. And he needs to answer that. We need to raise these charges against him. And another one from the same clip. People say, well, you gotta pray for Francis. You're right, we do. I pray for Francis every night. I pray for his conversion. 
I pray that he becomes a Catholic. Tratcast Express is a production of Novos Ordo Watch. Check us out at tradcast.org, and if you like what we're doing, please consider making a tax-deductible contribution at novosordowatch.org slash donate.